Hey, Jesse. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe I got through so easily. Well, welcome, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you very much. About a year ago, I, I've always been an atheist. My family are atheists. My wife is an atheist. My kids are even raised so, as an atheist. Wow. And what does atheist mean to you? It means a denial. Or, now I feel it means a denial in God, but at that time I felt it meant logic, uh, that it made no sense to uh, believe in something that you couldn't touch, feel, smell, taste. So uh, to you, when you were an atheist, it meant denial of God. Yes, sir. Yeah. Oh, okay. And you were that well, way because you grew up that way. Yeah, I did go. I did go to Wesleyan, a Wesleyan academy. I was living in Puerto Rico for a while. Oh, okay. Because, and and my parents put me in that solely because it was about the only good school there. And uh, the Wesleyans uh, are very strict, very strict uh, uh, Christian religion. Oh. And uh, so I was when I was growing up. I think I stayed there until about fourth grade. Uh, I remember one teacher that told us that, you know, what hell was. And she said, picture the most horrible thing you can imagine and, you know, multiply that. <laughs> and as a little child, I, I'm a writer now, as a little child, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> as a little child, I uh, thought of my, my worst fear was being locked up in, a, in like a coffin. Well, then over the years, it came to be, you know, a coffin that I could never get out of and couldn't breathe, and that would be, I'd spend my eternity in there. That's what I've thought of as a little kid my whole life. Yeah. And my mother blamed the Wesleyans, and she goes, that, that's just them, and all that stuff. So, um, But your parents so did not, your, both your parents were atheists as well? Not, I mean, they went to, a, they were Episcopalians, so they went to Episcopal Church for a very short while. Oh, okay. And I, I, I asked I my mother you. later why, why that was, and she said just for, you know, the community kind of thing. Oh, okay. Amazing. Episcopalians are very, you know, superficial, I thought, at the time, super, superficially Christian. But um, that was just my thoughts. I don't, I don't believe that right. now. And what do you so, believe now? Now I'm a full I'm a full Christian, and it's very odd how that happened. It just happened a year ago. Can you hold on for me, Diego? Let me take a Absolutely. quick break. All right. Absolutely. I got to take a quick break. Back in a moment. And so, what happened, Diego, that caused you to become a Christian? Well, um, I'm, we lived in Europe for about 13 years, uh, working for the military. And when I came back to Hopkinsville, uh, a place I never even expected to drive to. I uh, had I had this real urge to uh, get a Bible and, and read it. I did buy a Bible and I did start starting to read it. And I just it it was I, I couldn't understand how people could find God through the Bible. But I had this inclination, and I'll, and then I um, turned on your show because I love comedy, and you were super funny to the when you first listened to you, Jesse. People just really turned on to your humor, you know. Yeah, it's so funny, and um, and I related to your accent because I'm I was from Fort Myers, so we had a lot of deep South kind of accent. I, I just love the way you talked and your humor. Um, so I so that's Thank what you. kept me, yes, sir. That's what kept me kind of listening to you for a while, and after a while, I the one day, well, let me let me. I don't want to keep you on too long, but about seven months ago. I um, had, I, I don't know how to call it, and for lack of a better word, I'll say this drive or an urge 
to, uh, to, to, to let God into my life. Um, and it was so, so strange. And I know that people have said this before, and I was one of the ones listening to them going, oh, come on. You know? But I literally <laughs> had not a voice in my head, but it was everything. It was feeling, a voice, an urge. And, the, and going back to what I was telling you about the Wesleyan Academy, that big fear I had, um, that's going to come into it. I was, uh, I had this lump in my belly that I'd had for a while, and my wife finally felt it. And she goes, you know, you got to go in and get that checked. And when I went in, my doctor just sighed. She goes, why didn't you come in sooner? I go, I, I didn't feel anything sooner. And uh, long story short, I was diagnosed with uh, cholangiocarcinoma, which is a uh, bile duct cancer. Amazing. And yeah, and it is uh, very aggressive and very, you know, short-lived. And, and how long ago was that? That was about six or seven months ago. And so how are you doing today? Um, going down. Uh, it's not one of those that you really uh, pull out of. I am right now, I, I decided to uh, stop my chemo. I was on chemo for about four months, I think about 27 um, infusions. I stopped that, and um, my doctor is also a, uh, a pain doctor, so he treats you for, uh, for pain as well as being an oncologist. So right now I am an, on pain uh, killers. I'm on oxycodone, unfortunately, and uh, so that's the, about it. So what made you stop the chemo? <clears throat> that's a good question, and my family are all gnashing their teeth at that. Uh, the chemo has its own issues. Uh, nausea, I was still going to be in pain, and according to the doctor, it's just going to lessen um, the illness by a certain... I was given the old-school diagnosis of weeks to months. I've never heard that since the 60s, you know, weeks <laughs> to months to live. Yeah. So when, when I heard that, I said, well, I didn't want to take chemo at first. I thought I'd just, you know, stretch it out because I had relatives that had chemo, and, and they struggled with that. But I said, geez, that is uh, way too short. I can't even explain issues to my kids, reasons why I did things I did. So I started the chemo. I was convinced to do so by my wife. And um, <clears throat> and it did okay, um, but we found more tumors in my belly. Any classic story. Just I was just polluted with, the, with this stuff. So I've been doing the chemo, like I said, for a month. And uh, just recently, within the last couple of weeks, I decided that. Because of uh, just, I hate nausea, and it, and it does uh, yeah. give you a, a lot of nausea. Yeah. I, I fortunately I didn't lose any hair, which is very strange, but I did have all the other effects. I and uh, my, I used to work for <coughs> chemo. Um, I worked at a hospital once, and I worked in an X-ray. I worked on the medical floor, but I ended up managing the um, uh, uh, chemo uh, department where they go down. Oh, wow. And I've managed that department, right. and in managing it, I learned a lot from it. Radiation therapy—that's what it's called. Right. Oh, and you're on radiation. Okay. I, I managed the, 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 you know, the office there, and I was able to see the patients when they first would come in to start the right. treatment. They had not started, and I right. would notice that the patients was like, they didn't even look like they were sick. They had. The women were beautiful. Right. They had beautiful hair. They looked well. The men looked well. And then they start the treatment of radiation and chemo and all that. And by the time they were done, you didn't recognize them. 
They lost exactly. weight. All the hair was gone. It's like it looked like they were getting worse rather than getting better, exactly. and they were, and they were. And um, so I totally understand why. I not I'm not giving you advice on it, but I understand, no, I understand why. I understand why you stopped. Well, thank you for that, and I, I try to explain that with people. I I went down from. 185. I'm at 151 now. Yeah. It, it's mostly chemo, but he says it could be cancer. Yeah, I, yeah. It, that's exactly how my case was. When I walked in there initially, I saw all these people with baseball caps on and yeah. some in wheelchairs. The young kids are the worst ones because it's so sad to see the little kids. You know. Yeah, it is. And then, and then, like three months later, all of a sudden, those people. I'm one of them now. You know, I look just like them. You know. Yeah. So, but my my. Uh, my big fear at that time, because of this uh, this inculcation, I guess is the word, of, of this uh, fear of hell that they put in me, was I had that fear in me, and, and I was so, so terrified of, of dying and, and, and thinking that I would end up there. And then, um, so one day I said, I, this, I, I find it hard to believe, Jesse, so forgive me. I just prayed to God, like you, you said, I just prayed and I said, I, I, I asked him, please, take, I just not have this fear. I'm, I know I have to die. I know I'm leaving my young kids behind, but um, this fear, can it please go away? And, and Jesse, I, I'd like to say it didn't happen instantly, but it happened as just in, <laughs> quickly. Yep. I lost all fear. Yep. All fear. And then I became, another word that I did, joyful. And uh, happy, and everyone around me, um, neighbors, everyone, are saying they can't believe my courage. And I don't feel it's an issue of courage. Um, I just don't feel like I have any fear Absolutely. as far as going, what's waiting me down the road. That is a very deep point. It's not when you have no fear, it's not that you feel like you have courage. You just don't have the fear. And in that, right. that's where the freedom is. Yeah, and and uh, and that, I just wanted to thank you because uh, if it, I don't know if it wasn't for you, I, I think I was led your way. But if it wasn't for your show, I, I certainly it, I may have, have done it some other way, but I did it by finding you and and realizing that you don't have to be stiff and and, and be like one of these holy rollers with headlights. You know, you yeah. can actually be a, a regular funny normal person yeah and um and it and it really works and i and i was wondering why i was offered this why me why was why why did i get this i felt like it was offered it was this is your and at and now in retrospect i say this was your last chance but i'm adding that to that but that's what it felt like at the time this is your chance take it now and i said okay and uh, and my fear all went away, everything uh, disappeared. But I do have a couple of questions because I'm so new, I'm so new to this. I, I want I, let me ask, let me say this, and then I'll definitely let you yeah, 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 give yeah. me a chance to ask the question. Sure. You are making such <clears throat> an important and deep and powerful point. I hope that the the hearer or the hearers would let that soak in because fear is not of God and fear is not you, is not yours. Fear is the nature of evil and it's all ego and the ego is the nature of Satan, right? 
And, and right. Satan, Satan has fear. Human beings don't have fear. But because they identify with the, the spirit that made a home in them, they think that it's them and it's not. And once you ask God to take that away, he definitely will. And there's nothing but freedom left. And again, you don't feel like you're uh, of courage because there is no feeling with courage. It's just, it's the lack of identifying with the false you, and that is the fear. And a whole lot of folks have fear today. It's a horrible way to live. Wow. So true. Everyone's, oh, this world is just, yeah, the world had, had a lot to do with it, too. I said, something's going on here, and it just can't be normal. I know that I'm 62 now. I started late, and I have a um, 13-year-old and an 18-year-old. And I said, I've never seen the world like this before. Yeah, and, yeah uh, same here. Just, has to be something. <laughs> this can't be um, just a normal phase in, in the way the world is. It's not normal. It it's not yeah. normal for men and women to be so weak. And, and why, Jesse, and, why is it that... And, ahead, so and it's not normal for men and women to follow other, put other human beings over you as your leader, yeah. your guy, your expert. Oh, my expert, right? It just, it's right. crazy to see it. Because when I was growing up, as far as I knew, it was unheard of. Now it's so popular that it's hard for people to get away from it. What is that? It's so strange. I know. And why is it that we can, we see it so clearly? And yet, when I talk to my liberal friends, they don't see it at all. They Be don't see it at all. Because they have believed into it. And because they have believed into it, to see it feel like death for them. They don't want to lose that false sense of identity. And, and so it's another aspect of the ego. It's another aspect of darkness. And to really, really, really want to look at it, you have to be willing for the ego to be destroyed, right? And most right. of them are not willing for that. They, are not, they say they are, but when the rebel meet the road... It's a different right. story. So it's something that they have identified with because they believe they believe that the answer is on the outside. They don't see that the answer is on the inside. They don't know about the kingdom. They heard about it, but they don't believe it. They don't know to live that, from within. You're right. And after hearing you say that repeatedly, I, it made total sense to me when it happened to me. Absolutely. It made total sense. Yeah. 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 When it happened to me, I, I realized it is on the inside. And I and I, um, you know, I've never really gone. I haven't gone to church forever. And I said maybe I should. I should. And I've gone around and talked to people in the area, and they're all all Baptist. Um, and I said, why not Baptist? But I I was never able. I haven't been able to get myself into church, uh, partly because of me, but partly because of all the COVID. And and I'm right. particularly sensitive to it now. Yeah. And I was just wondering. Uh, is that a must? I don't think you, I think you said it, it really isn't a must. Uh, I listen to your show, uh, your fellowship, and uh, and that's about all I get from the outside world. But most of it's it's me, and occasionally the Bible. I, I, I read passages that really, Joshua, yeah. I think it was one, really was one of the first ones I read and really helped me out an awful lot. One, one nine, I think is what it was about uh, having courage. Yeah. And, um, I, I had a uh, a question I, I wanted to ask you because I'm when when I pray at night and uh, I always thought you don't ask for too much that's what they tell you in life and um, you're you're saying 
ask for things, you know, ask for help, ask for this, ask for, you know, I feel like I'm asking way too much, like I just signed on to ask for all these issues. <laughs> yeah, don't overdo and, it. You know how you, okay. you, uh... I don't, I underdo it, if anything, but I wanted to see what, what your thought was on this. You know how when he took the fear away from you or, or sometimes what I want to make clear is that don't have an idea about anything. Don't, 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 if words come, let them come, but don't hold on to the words. And, okay. you know what I'm saying? Uh, but just live life as it seemed that you were doing. Just live life and God is with you. And if you need to, because sometimes the pain of the ego when you're dying from it, it can get so great, it feels like you're not going to be able to endure it, right? You're not going to handle yes, it. Absolutely. And, and so you can ask God and Christ, his son, to help you with that. And right away, help will come, right? But I don't want you to have in your mind that you can't ever ask. It's just that most Christians, not all, not all, not all, but most are living a life of just, Naming and claiming, right? And that yes. doesn't work. Right. And so God already know your needs. He already know your wants better than you. He know you better than you know yourself and better than anyone else. So he'll take care of your needs as long as you're seeking him. So you're doing So why fine. does the asking help? Why does it help? <clears throat> yeah, if he knows what I'm going through, and I, I, I realize that, I understand that. Why, why do I have to ask for it? You don't. But... Oh. That's the whole point. You really don't have to, but right. I don't want you to have a a mindset because Satan is using it against you yes. that you can never do it. If words come and you want to okay. let the words out, let them out and let them move. You know, don't hold on to them. I do. He's about the only one that I uh, break down when I'm talking to, you know. Yeah. I can do that because I do not show my kids. I'm doing my best not to show my kids any pain or any fear. Nice. I don't have fear. Yeah. Yeah. Because and, I don't want them to grow up like that. And they will forever that. remember how you dealt with things. Quiet. Right. You didn't react. You didn't overreact. You didn't get into it. They're gonna you they're gonna always remember that. That is so powerful. Right. I'm glad you're doing that. Don't let them thank see you, that. Jeff. I had I um thank you for that. Um my I, I went and, and talked to my mother she came by i have four sisters and they're all you know it's hysteria it's been hysteria for the last four months um and and uh so i uh, talked to my mother and i uh i didn't uh forgive her because i i think you had a a sermon on forgiving and whether it was forgiveness or apology so i just said i wanted to uh tell you that um, i've i've held a resentment towards you and <clears throat> and it was, um, you know, my father, even now, my mother's still a bad mouth. My father's been dead for years. Yeah. And I said, you know, I forgive you for all that. I mean, you, you, you couldn't help yourself. You know, you had a rough life, and you were raised by people that not have raised kids. They were raised by people that not have raised kids. <clears throat> Sorry. And um, so, I, you know, you didn't have not have raised kids. I don't either. So I apologize for the mistakes you made. And, you know, so what do and, you mean uh, you didn't forgive her? That's what forgiveness is, to apologize for judging, for resenting. Well, I guess that, that is what I did, but um, 
I, I don't know. I, I maybe I misheard. I thought um, you said that forgiveness wasn't yours; it, it was um, the Lord's. No, that, it uh, is. So what I mean, okay. what, what is, <clears throat> you know, how you realize you resented her for the way she uh, raised you, the way she yes. badmouthed your father, and and right. and when you resented her for that, you were playing God. You were judging, right? And, yes. And because you were judging, you could not know God because you're playing God by judging, by being angry. But when right. you realize right. that she couldn't help it, and you went and and said, I'm sorry for resenting you for these reasons, that and in that moment, God forgave you for playing God, for judging. Human beings don't forgive. Believe me, they don't. But right. God, only God does. And that's why when we are wrong, we apologize for being wrong, and he will forgive you, and your freedom is there. Because you're saying, you know what? I've been playing God. I've been angry. I've been judging you, and I've been judging myself. I've been making decisions. I've been playing God, and the sin is playing God to be your own God. Right. Wow. And, and so when you went and apologized for resenting her, that is forgiveness. I'm, okay. I'm wrong for judging you. Got it. Okay, great. But then I did the right thing. Absolutely. Absolutely, cool. man. Well, thank God. I, I do have a lot of emotional sisters. I have a lot of support. My neighbors are Christians. They've been doing my yard. Nice. Me food, you know, and, and, uh, and, and lucky also that this is a short-termer, that it's not stretching out too long. I don't have to drag along an oxygen tank or anything like that. It's giving me enough time to say my goodbyes. And I'm, I'm grateful for that. Sometimes I think it's a little too long um, because I don't want to get people to get sick of me, you know, lingering. But, uh, but no, it's going according to schedule, according to but, the doctor. But here's what I highly recommend <clears throat> that I got to run. Yes. Whatever, whatever thoughts you're getting about your situation, don't believe it. Do not believe it because Satan will set you up to believe that you're going to die sooner rather than later. Uh, and then if you believe it, then it's the belief that will cause it to happen sooner rather than later, right? But if you right. just have a wait and see and don't judge it at all, don't have an opinion about it, just deal with it moment to moment to moment to moment, then uh -huh. it will be in the hands of God and you just never know, you know. You just never know what will happen, but you got to totally let go and let it be in the hands of God because human beings, we as human beings are not in control of anything. We are helpless. We have no power over anything. And when yeah. you render yourself as helpless to God, you're all in. I mean, anything is possible, man. So doubt every thought of even about your situation, no matter what the doctors have said. Listen to what they say, I guess, but let it pass. Don't hold on to it. I gotcha. Thank you so much, Jesse. I appreciate everything, everything from start to finish. I appreciate it. You're welcome, man. God bless you, and I really wish you well, all right? Thank you, sir. You have a great life. Man. All right. Call me again. You betcha. All right. Bye. Bye. Amazing story, folks, really. I had to let deal with, you know, let him have his talk. Diego have his talk there. I, uh, I got to take a break. Two more hours to go. Amazing. And don't forget to like, follow, tweet, subscribe, and share. 
the Jesse Lee Peterson radio show, folks. We really appreciate it. We are at war. It is a spiritual battle for the soul of America. And it's going to take all of us to do it. 